Hello and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the Word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. We are in a series called Grace Power and God is speaking to us through this series. And and I want to make some declarations before we get into the word today, because you're going to need them uh, 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 to receive what God has for you today. Okay, if you're a first time visitor, you have no idea what we're doing. We make declarations before we get into God's word. So uh, throw your Bibles up, throw your phones up, throw your tablets up. If you have a laptop, you're just weird at this point. It's 2019. Stop it. Um, And if you don't have any of those, just put your hand in the air. Okay, just put your hand in the air. We're just making some declarations. I promise they're not creepy. Okay, there's nothing creepy that's about to be said. Repeat after me. Today, Today. louder. Today, Today. the Holy Spirit Spirit is going to speak to me me about grace. grace. After today, today, I'm going to know know that I am am a needy person. person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just let that marinate for a minute. I know know. that I don't want to be needy. But I actually actually need to be needy to to experience God's grace grace the right way. way. So after today, today, I'm going to be the neediest neediest needy person person you've ever met. met. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, I'm going to read some scripture for you. And we're going to get into this. If you are taking notes on this message uh, uh, and you should be taking notes. Why? Because nerds rule the world, you should be taking notes on this message. Here is the title of this message. We need to be needy. We need to be needy. Second Corinthians chapter number 12, starting at the sixth verse. Here is what it says. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses, in the insults, hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We need to be needy. Uh, uh, we start reading this particular passage uh, while Paul is defending his apostolic uh, authority. There were some people that were coming against Paul and trying to diminish his apostolic authority and outright say that he wasn't one of uh, Jesus's apostles. And and Paul had one of two ways that he could have combated uh, what these people were saying. He could have listed his incredibly lofty credentials. He could have read the resume uh, and been justified in doing so of all the work that he had been doing 
for Jesus Christ. Could have talked about the fact that he was a, 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 a real Israelite who could trace uh, uh, his bloodline back to Abraham himself, that, that he was from the tribe of Judah, circumcised on the eighth day, uh, uh, educated by Gamaliel, zealous after the law. He could have said all of these things uh, and listed his credentials. The fact that he has been shipwrecked, bitten by a snake, stoned and left for dead, whipped uh, three times. But he doesn't. He says, I could boast about all of that, but, but, but if I boast about all of that, I get credit. God won't get glory. So, so, so instead of talking about all these great accomplishments, I'm going to talk about my weaknesses. That's not usually how people show up to the job interview. It's not usually how somebody sits down and start their resume. Well, I just want to tell you that I'm the most disorganized person you'll ever meet in your life. My uh, administrative skills are subpar. I'm rarely on time. But I am an incredible worker. You should hire me. It's usually not the way it goes, be, be, because, be, because I want to answer this first question for you, and, 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 and then I want to give you the answer, and I won't need any prophetic edge to do it. The first question is, who wants to be needy? Like, like really, who wants to be needy? Are you ready for the answer? With no prophetic insight, with no word of knowledge, with no word of wisdom, here's the answer. Nobody. There's nobody that wants to be needy. Everybody wants to have it all together. I got this. I can handle this. No matter what's going on, I'm good enough to do this. Nobody wants to be needy. And I'm going to give you the reason why. By definition, uh, to be needy is uh, to be in a condition of want of need or want, poverty-stricken, impoverished, extremely poor, destitute. Now, that's a semicolon, which means it could have been a period, but then they decided to put a comma. Like, I could stop here, but let me keep going. So, so it's not one or the other. It's a condition of need or want, poverty-stricken, impoverished, extremely poor, and destitute. Who's signing up for that description? Any needy people in here? The devil is a lie. I'm not impoverished. The Lord said I'm wealthy. I'm blessed. Well, well, well let me give you uh, so, so, some of the synonyms for this same word because it gets worse. Uh, deprived, impoverished, poor, underprivileged, poverty stricken, penniless, disadvantaged, destitute, indigent, flat, down and out. You ain't ready for this word. Impecunious. The next time somebody's being real needy, hit them with that word. You are so impecunious right now. They'll be like, well, thank you so much. They have no idea what it means. Wow, that was a, my boss gave me the greatest compliment today. He said I was impecunious, penurious, necessitous, beggared, dead, broke, dirt, poor. It gets worse. Down at heel. Right there. Down to last cent. Unprosperous. Who wants to be needy? Nobody wants these words attached to them. No, nobody wants to raise their hand and say, hey, yeah, I'm a needy person. Let me give you what they would rather have. Here's the antonyms for, for these same words. Uh, prosperous, privileged, rich, affluent, lucky, but I had to put blessed because we're in church. 
Anytime somebody says they're lucky, some, you know, a really religious person goes, no, you were blessed. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just, I, I, it was a car accident. I, I was scared. I said lucky first. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I'm blessed. <laughs> blessed, greater than, lucky, okay? And, and wealthy. The, the, these are the words we like to hear in church. Woo, you are blessed. Woo, you are wealthy. Your father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Hallelujah! We love those words. We, we, we're, we're not needy. We have everything we need. We're blessed. Well, well I, I want you to understand something. N- nobody wants to be needy. As a matter of fact, Paul doesn't want to be needy. So you're in good company. Because it's not like uh, uh, you, you want something or don't want something that, that, that Paul wants or doesn't want. Paul doesn't even want to be this needy. And he comes to the conclusion that he actually is. Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 8. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Anybody ever begged in prayer? Anybody beside me? You ever begged? In prayer. Some of y'all haven't got there yet. <laughs> but let me, let me tell you what happens when you start begging in prayer. You start begging in prayer after, you, after you've asked politely. <laughs> you know, when like, 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 like an attack or a misfortune or life hits you, the, the first thing you do, you go to your, to your prayer closet and you're like, God, you got this. <laughs> Handle up, God. I'm just bringing everything to you. I'm too blessed to be stressed. You got this, Lord. I'm, I'm taking all the dirt off both of my shoulders because I know you got this. 48 hours later. God? You good? Because I, I, I just mentioned this uh, 48 hours ago. And I thought you would answer by now. I even wrote it in my journal. Just in case you were busy, you can come back and read it anytime you wanted to. I told you I needed some, need some help around here. 72 hours after that. <laughs> Why won't you answer me? I'm trying to live my whole life for you. This is the I don't understand what's happening right now. I'm going to still God to this. Now, let me ask again. Anybody ever begged in prayer? <laughs> More hands went up. Oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. I just needed clarity on, like, define beg. A begging? Paul, super apostle Paul, is going, hey, 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 um, uh, I need you, but, but, but I don't want to need you like this. Take this away. Like, like, I'm cool, like, needing you, but I don't want to, like, need, need you. Th- this is too rough. Like, like n- now I have to have, like, a, 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 a very uh, strong dependence on you, and I kind of like my independence. I, I kind of like to think I can do some stuff on my own. And, and so this whole needy, needy thing, I really don't like. So would you please take this away? Here's the response. Yeah, no. My grace is all you need. 
Mm. Thank you, Lord. I love your grace, your undeserved kindness. Appreciate it. Thanks for that word, Lord. Appreciate it. And it's in red. Jesus answered himself. Really appreciate that word, Lord. Thanks. Goes back into prayer. Take it away! Take. Anybody ever got a word from the Lord and you didn't like it? Like, I'm going to go into deeper intercession. I'm going to rock this time. That'll get it. I know how to get a breakthrough. I'm going to travail. Oh, I'm going to give birth to the next miracle. Get done with all of that. He's like, mm, that was amazing. My grace is all you need. Mm. I'm a plank for the Lord. God, I'm going to hold this position until the breakthrough comes or my core gives out. I'm planking for you, Jesus. I'm thanking and I'm planking for you, Jesus. Never had anybody plank for me before. That was amazing. Wow. Your core is awesome. My grace is all you need. It's amazing how many of us don't want to receive God's grace when it comes to our needs and our weaknesses. We don't want to bring those to the Lord. We like to bring the convenient things that we semi have a handle on. And God, would you just push this one through? Really appreciate it if you could just stamp on that. that that'll be great. But, but, but man, this real need and this, this real weakness, I don't want to bring that to you. I, I don't want to do it. And he, he's going, this is, this is all you need. So, so I want to give you three points to why we need to be needy. Here's point number one. Please write this down. No need, no grace. Don't have a need, not getting any grace. Here's what it says, verse number nine of chapter 12, 2 Corinthians. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. He keeps coming back with this same statement. My grace is all you need. If you can't identify a place where you have a need, then he can't give you his grace. Well, I have his grace. His grace is his undeserved kindness. Yes, you do have it. I'm talking about a flow of that grace that comes from you being consciously aware of what you need. And you can't get a flow of his grace if you don't know what you need. If you can't identify with your need, if you are ignoring your needs, if you are hiding your needs, there's nothing that he can apply to it until you can identify, I need that. 
We have so many people in the body of Christ that have become so accustomed to hiding their needs. They see themselves in a frustrated cycle because they never bring the need to the place where he can put his grace all over it. Hey, man, you need anything? I'm good. How you doing? Blessed and highly favored. How was your week? It was amazing. How was your month? Amazing. How was 2018? Woo! Forgot any better, I'd be in heaven. All 365 days. No needs at all. Where there is no need, there can be no grace. Point number two, please write this down. No weakness, no power. No weakness, no power. Still in verse number nine. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. This jacked me up, y'all. Wait a minute. I want to make sure I understand this. So, like, the way your power works best is in my weakness? Because I'm trying to hide that. Like, like I don't want anybody to see that. I, I, I don't want anybody to know I'm weak. You mean to tell me you want me to bring the weakness to light and you will actually use that weakness to show your power? He's like, yeah. Show me where the weakness is and then I'll show you where my power can come through. Wait a minute. So so my weakness is the portal by which you manifest manifest your power. Yeah. Like as soon as you show me the weakness, then I will show you my power through that weakness. No. No, I, 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 I don't want to show you my weakness. I, I, I don't want to show my spouse my weakness. I, I don't want to show my friends my weakness. I, I, I want to I I have this all, all together. Why don't you just take it away, man? I asked you three times. Take it. No, I'm not taking it. I want you to bring it. It would be really convenient for me to take it. But then it wouldn't be worship. Because what would you have to bring? the, the, The most extravagant gift you can give me is the weakest area of your life. Show up with that weakness, bring it to the light, and I'll show you where my power can be manifest directly through that thing that makes you cringe. That, that thing that, that you don't want anybody to know about because they're going to look at you so differently if they found out. I, I, I can do some amazing, incredible things if you would bring that weakness to light. If I have no weakness, I get no power. So, so you mean I have to show up with it? I have to tell somebody that this is what it is. I have to tell you, Lord, and, and the people around me, th- th- this is this is a weak area in my life. And 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 only then will you give me power. In that area, he's like, yeah. Let me tell you how this is fleshed out in my own life. 
being being raised in a great godly home. uh, And then at the age of eight years old, getting molested by a neighbor that lived across the street from me, sexualized at a very young age, exposed to pornography at 12. By 19, a full blown porn addict. And on January 14th, 1996, I give my life to Jesus Christ. Woohoo! I am a saved, sanctified, born again porn addict. I know some of you are like, I do not like where this testimony is going. Watch yourself right now, preacher. You're treading on dangerous territory. I'm not. God wasn't waiting for me to be whole or healed before he called me into a relationship. But when he called me into the relationship, he said, now, if you really want to experience freedom in this area and have power over pornography, I need you to bring me the weakness. Well, well, here is how I knew to live my life. No, no, no. We don't bring that. We hide that. I'm not bringing that. That's that's icky, Lord. I don't bring that into your presence. That's why I make myself try to feel better by going on like a five day streak. Then I feel like I'm great in your presence now. I deserve to be here now. And God's like. You're powerless. I want you to bring the weakness with you. So so then if I'm used to hiding it from him, then that means I'm hiding it from everybody. You hide it from your wife. You hide it from your friends. You hide it from everybody. And so and so now I'm, I'm going, God, you want me to actually bring this out? And here's where it starts to get into the epicenter of pride. I don't want to admit weakness. Here's the reason why so many people don't walk in power. I'm I'm just fighting this out. Because nobody wants to admit weakness. Nobody wants to admit that they actually need somebody. That they need him and they need them to be okay. So they keep it hidden and because they keep it hidden, they have no access to power and they find themselves in this brutal cycle where nothing ever gets better because they've never brought it to the light and said, I need help right here. Here's the address of my need. And I need somebody to show up that 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 loves me vertically and will love me horizontally so that I can be okay and receive some of God's power. You can't say it. You can't have it unless you can actually say I I. I'm weak here. There's people in this room that have made excuses for years, including myself, that that you know what? Um, The reason why I'm like this is because of this. No, the reason why you like that is because you have failed to say I'm weak. You have failed to say I need some help. Well, you know, is listen, I'm saved and I love Jesus. But I mean, you know, I will cut somebody out, though. I mean, I love Jesus and everything, but I mean, there's only so so far you can push me and then I'm going to have to let you have it. You have just given Satan the uh, geolocation of your uh, uh, line of disobedience. I love Jesus up until this point. Satan's like, get him. Put him on 635 and lock it down. We're going to get some bitter fruit out of this one today. Because you won't bring that into the light and say, I actually have an ugly attitude problem. And I'm trying to masquerade it as it's just my personality. 
But really, I'm weak in this area because I have insecurities. And when I feel like somebody's coming at me, a wall of defense goes up. And my best way to fire back is cuss words. Just helped 11 people. Y'all are like, mm, mm. It needs to be brought to the light. Then it needs to stay in the light. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It can't make cameo appearances in the light. I'm weak. I'm hidden. Weak. Hidden. Weak. Hidden. That's what keeps the cycle going. You have to make a decision that I'm going to bring it to the light and keep it in the light. So, so, so no weakness, no access to power. And here's point number three. Please write this down. No weakness, no strength. Bottom line. Without a weakness, you don't get power. And without a weakness, you can't have strength. Here's, here's what I'm, this is a paradigm shifting kind of revelation. Because remember, Paul begs three times. Take it away. Sick of this. It's tormenting me. It's a problem. I went to all the altar calls. I've had so much EVOO on my forehead. (laughs) They've made crosses. They've poured it on. It's dripped down into my eyeballs. It stained my shirt. And I go home and it's still there. Come on, man. I'm sick of this already. What do you want me to do? My grace is all you need. Yay, I'm I'm so happy for your uh, undeserved kindness. Anything else? Nope, that's all you need. Are you sure there's nothing else? Like no like kind of breakthrough ointment? (laughs) Nothing from the Dead Sea? For a partnership gift of $35? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It came out. It came out. I don't even know. I felt it coming. And it's, it was out of my mouth, and I was like, bye. Like, I, I didn't even, I know you probably thought I was going to be like, no, bye-bye. <laughs> For a $100 gift, the rhinestone Bible. Okay, let's just, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're, 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 we're teaching people that you can kind of pay your way into stuff. And pay your way out of stuff instead of bringing yourself into the light and asking him to change. We've we've traded in discipleship of one's whole self with a monetary figure that should fix it. So for ninety nine dollars, I'll be free. Amen. Because they said so. And I got a little vial of oil from Israel. No weakness, no strength. And here's what happens when you get the revelation. Here's what happened to, to, to Paul after he begged three times and, and Jesus was like, yeah, no, you're going to keep it. Stop. Just My grace is all you need. Are you, are you ready for this paradigm shifting thing? And I'm going to try to give it to you with his tone because I, I think this would have been his tone in the way that he got the revelation. Okay, so just bear with me. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses. Shoot. 
<laughs> after, after, after praying three times and it's not coming through, get, you, here, here's what I've come to the conclusion of. <laughs> I'm about to just boast about my weaknesses. I'm not about to tell you that I went to Africa and led millions to Christ. I'm not about to tell you what I'm doing here and flying over there. You know what I'm about to boast about? How weak I am. I am so weak. I am the weakest of the weakest, weakest, weakest. I'm so weak. I'm going to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Here's the formula. If I say I'm weak, I'll actually have some power. When I try to hide my weakness, I have no power. The moment I share my weakness, I get the power. You would think that would, one statement would just be enough. Here's Paul. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and my insults. Cuss me out. And my hardships lost my job. And my persecutions because they're mad that I believe in Jesus and not just the skin of religion and troubles that I suffer for Christ. And here's the culmination of the revelation. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, now I get it. The best way to be strong as a believer of Jesus Christ is to be consciously aware of your weaknesses. It's the best way to be strong. It's the best way to change the whole paradigm of the way you've been living is to go, I can't do that. Mm -mm, Too weak. Mm -mm, I will slap them. I shouldn't come with you because I'll fight. Right. Like, like, like it has to change for you. You, you. you have to you have to constantly be in a position to go too weak to do that, too weak to see that, too weak to go there, too weak to participate with this. Some of your friends trying to get you to go to the club. You need to tell them too weak for that. Every time I go, I drop it. I can't. I try to be OK. But as soon as they say cash money coming back in the nine, nine, I'm, I'm You got to be able to know your limits. You got to know what you can handle and what you can't. This is real talk. I'm trying to free somebody right here. If you really going to be free in Jesus, it looks like you knowing your weakness and not playing yourself into thinking you can handle something that you can't. Trying to help somebody. So, so when I, when, 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 when I want to go to the movies with my wife and, and we go up, hey, two tickets for that movie. It's okay. It's rated R. What? Why? Why? Why is it rated R? Well, uh, uh, they have, um, uh, uh, it's a lot of violence, extreme violence. They're blowing up a lot of stuff. High body count. I'm like, two tickets for that, please. I just, I like blood, okay? Like, not in a morbid way. I like to see things blow up, okay? So, and if there's people in it, it's a movie. Deal with yourself, okay? So, I'm cool with it, right? Walk up, two tickets, please. And they're like, and, and, and it's rated R. And why is it rated R? Well, there's graphic nudity, strong sexual themes. I'm like, great, two tickets to Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. <laughs> really appreciate you. Go ahead and give me those two tickets. Um, why? 
Well, well, man of God, well, just pray in the Holy Spirit when you get in there. What? What what kind of stupid? Why would you be that close to your temptation and then want the Holy Spirit to show up? (laughs) Scripture says he will, with the temptation, provide a way of escape. Wreck it, Ralph breaks the Internet is my escape. It's not me sitting through it going. You got to know what you can handle and what you can't. Some of y'all can't drink alcohol. It's not a sin to drink alcohol. It's a sin to get drunk. But some of y'all don't have enough boundary. You just need to be real with yourself. One sip turns into a gallon. You know you. Like, stop playing yourself. Like, you know, it's just a social drink. I'll be fine. <laughs> the social was from 5 to 7. You are there at 1030 and like, and then my mama left me when I was 12. <laughs> hit me again, Tony. Hit me again. <laughs> my mommy left when I was 12. <laughs> You're playing yourself because you just won't say, I'm really weak here. And, 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 and I'm tired of saying that I'm weak. But, but I have to get over my pride. My pride is, which make, is what makes me turn it back over here and, and, and makes me hide again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bars. Pride makes you hide. This started in, this started in Genesis 3. Oh, snap. What's that, Eve? What's that, Adam? Pride makes you hide. Anytime somebody, anytime I hear anybody say, I don't have any weaknesses. God's just blessed me. My relationship with him is so close now, I don't have any weaknesses. As soon as they say that, I'm like, I found your weakness. You have pride. No, I don't. You definitely have pride now. Listen, I had to learn this for myself painfully. I had to learn this in a painful manner. I'm not coming to you with something that's theoretical. This has been a painful thing that I've had to come to the conclusion of, that, that, that as much as I beg God, take it away, take it away, take it away, take it away, take it away. He just kept saying, my grace is all you need. My grace is all you need. Well, no, 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 I need more than that because I still have these temptations and I still have these thoughts. And he's like, that's right. Just keep them in the light, though. Keep telling me about them. I don't want to tell you about them. I want to tell you about godly stuff. You are more like God sharing your weakness than you would ever be hiding it. And if you need proof, ask Jesus. Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't hide his weakness. He took the same three friends he had that was with him on the Mount of Transfiguration that saw him in all his glory to the place of his most desperate need. He goes, I need you all to come with me. Would you please pray? I know you can't change a thing. Too much prophecy in the Old Testament. I'm going to have to do it. Pray anyway. (laughs) Is there any other way? He prayed it three times. Is there any other way that this cup can pass? Once. Is there any other way that this cup can pass? Twice. Come on, God. Is there any other way that this cup can pass? Three times. And then, not my will, but thine be done. Flash forward 
Paul. Is there any other way that it's, can I just have this thorn taken out? Jesus is like, ooh, this sounds familiar. Second time, is there any other way? Come on, take the thorn. Come on, take it, take it, take it. No. Third prayer. Come on, is there any other way? Here's Jesus. My grace is all you need. Hey, buddy, and just so you know, I'm not being mean to you. You're not the only person that's prayed three times for something to be taken away. And you still have to deal with it. We all need to be needy. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.